0: I'm Timothy Putnam, and I'll be your host for the next hour. Each week, we gather right here to explore the foundations of our faith, to look at the implications of our faith on our daily lives, so that together, you and I can prepare to live outside the walls. Well, what a show we have for you today. We're going to break format a little bit. Uh, I, uh, earlier in the week, had the great opportunity of sitting down with Patrick Coffin, uh, and what normally, you know, you, you listen to this show. Normally we have uh, two interview segments right here in the middle of the show where we talk to our host. And then the last segment, uh, we spend some time looking at Scripture and a reading from church history. And, uh, you know, I sat down with Patrick, who's very gracious with his time. Uh, we talked about this new endeavor he's got going on uh, that, we'll, that we'll get to uh, in just a moment. And, and time got away with us. He's just such a delightful person uh and and humorous and well spoken that we we just kept going so we actually we have three whole segments of time with uh with Patrick today and then not only that but for my friends of the show I have an extra segment where we just didn't want to stop we just kept going so I have that exclusive segment where I I asked him uh to recount one of his favorite memories and he's got an excellent memory uh to recount one of his favorite memories from his time as the host of Catholic Answers Live. Of course, he was the the host of Catholic Answers Live for a number of years, up until uh, the last couple of weeks was uh, either last week or the week before was his very last show, and so uh, he recounted and regaled us with this amazing story, uh, his favorite from his entire time there at Catholic Answers, and uh, it can be yours. You can you can get get that and listen to that simply by becoming a friend of the show. Uh, I've said for a while here that we have exclusive giveaways, exclusive content uh, for those people who invest in this show. And the way that you do that, you say, hey, you know what, I love this show, and I just can't get enough of it. So uh, I want I want to support it. And, and in order to do that, thank you, by the way, but in order to do that, all you have to do is go over to my website, outsidethewalls.com, right up there at the top in the menu, it says friend of the show. That is not only the place where you can sign up to be a friend of the show, but once you log in, after you get your super special secret login, uh, that's where you'll get all the content that we provide for you. So yeah, you go over to OutsideTheWalls.com, click on Friend of the Show, read that little blog post with a with a just adorable picture of my children that says, uh, hey, by becoming a friend of the show for as little as $10 a month, you can help support what we do, help put food on the table of these cherubs. And, and not only that, not only feeling the self-satisfaction of knowing that you helped, but you get extra special content, all yours, all yours. Uh, So go over to OutsideTheWalls.com, click on that friend of the show. And once you log in, the very first thing you're going to see is that extra segment that nobody else gets, just the friends of the show, that extra segment with Patrick Coffin. I'll tell you, it's a little weird, um having aired the the last three segments, having recorded the last three segments before we're sitting here and talking now, because I kind of already know what's going to go ahead. And it's like, well, I can't say that because if I say that, then that's going to give away what we talk about later. Uh, But uh, I'm I'm actually doing it this week and next week because I just now got back from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, was down at a conference down there and uh, had the great privilege of interviewing Father Edwin Leahy uh, and we're going to talk with him next week, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna go through this same process again. Uh, but I'll I'll have it figured out eventually. Uh, so yeah, we uh, we interviewed Patrick early for the sake of his schedule, and that that has left us with uh, less time actually because we had such a great time, uh, and so we're gonna actually move our reading from church history uh, up here. just a moment, but not yet, because I, you know, I love sitting down with you and then talking about my week Uh, and my week this week has been dominated by a couple of things. One, it's been dominated by politics because Facebook won't let me, Facebook won't let me just let politics go because all the people that I have friended over the years, uh, they like to talk about politics and, and I don't know how to keep my mouth shut, people, And so you're out there, you're talking about politics, and you expect me not to weigh in, and it's it's just not going to happen. So um, I have I'm getting to the place in in the political season where I'm having to say to myself, I am a stranger in a strange land. I am sojourning through this this world, and yes, I am uh, a citizen here of the United States of America. I am a citizen of. Jessamine County, and and so I have an obligation to to be a good citizen in, in the sense that I have the obligation with a formed conscience to go out and vote, and yet I am a citizen of heaven, and uh, while those need to cross over and my vote needs to be informed by the fact that I'm a citizen of, of heaven, I also need to remember that I shouldn't get so stressed out, and you shouldn't get so stressed out about the outcome— of the election here, because ultimately our home is not here. We are strangers in a strange land. The The other part of this is um, we need to realize that Christ is our sufficiency. Uh, and, and Christ promised us that, that the government is not always going to be our friend. He said that to his disciples, you're going to be drugged before magistrates, and you're going to be— uh, put out of the synagogue, and you're going to be uh, basically tortured, and don't lose heart. In fact, don't plan what you're going to say when you get drugged before them, because that's the opportunity for the Holy Spirit then to get up and speak uh, prophetically through you to the governments of the world. And so we've gotten used, in in our minds, we've gotten used to the idea that um, that we are protected and that the Holy Spirit has protected us from danger and from harm, and we we live in in a Christian nation, quote unquote. And, and I tell you, um, Christians around the world have experienced persecution. Now, this doesn't mean we should rush headlong into welcoming persecution, but neither should we fear it. You know, I I just the the verse that's been ringing in my my head is that some may trust in horses. And some may trust in chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. Right? That's where we have our sufficiency. That's where we have our safety. Uh, and so, I, I have been trying to this week remember where my citizenship lies. And I invite you to do the same thing. I invite you to to tune out the noise uh, and the, of, of the frenetic. Uh, energy surrounding the election and realize that we are merely visitors here and and our primary citizenship is in heaven. Now, because Patrick Coffin is going to take up the rest of my show and not leave us time at the end for, uh, for church history and scripture, I'm actually going to do our reading from church history right now. And we're not going to go too far back into church history. We're just going to go back to the Second Vatican Council. The document is Lumen Gentium, and this fits so well with, uh, with what Patrick and I are about to talk about. And uh, this comes from the section on the laity, and it's, it's explaining to us how Christ as priest, prophet, and king manifests himself uh, in the laity. And so here we, here we have section 35 of Lumen Gentium. Christ. The great prophet, who proclaimed the kingdom of his father, both by testimony of his life and by the power of his words, continually fulfills his prophetic office until the complete manifestation of glory. He does this not only through the hierarchy who teach in his name and with his authority, but also through the laity whom he has made his witnesses and to whom he gave the understanding of the faith and an attractiveness in speech. So that the power of the gospel might shine forth in their daily social and family life. They conduct themselves as children of the promise, and thus strong in faith and in hope, they make the most of the present, and with patience await the glory that is to come. Let them not then hide this hope in the depths of their hearts, but even in the program of their secular life, let them express it by a continual conversion and by wrestling against the world rulers of this darkness and against the spiritual forces of wickedness. Just as the sacraments of the new law, by which the life and the apostolate of the faithful are nourished, prefigure a new heaven and a new earth, so too the laity go forth as powerful proclaimers of faith in things to be hoped for, when they courageously join their profession of faith To a life springing forth from faith. This evangelization, that is, this announcing of Christ by a living testimony as well as by the spoken word, takes on a specific quality and a special force that is carried out in the ordinary surroundings of the world. In connection with the prophetic function, that is, the state of life which is sanctified by a special sacrament, obviously of great importance, namely married and family life. For where Christianity pervades the entire mode of family life and gradually transforms it, one will find there both the practice and an excellent school of the lay apostolate. In such a home, husbands and wives find their proper vocation in being witnesses of faith and love of Christ to one another and to their children. The Christian family loudly proclaims both the present virtues of the kingdom of God and the hope of a blessed life to come. Thus, by its example and its witness, it accuses the world of sin and enlightens those who seek the truth. Consequently, even when preoccupied with temporal cares, the laity can and must perform a work of great value for the evangelization of the world. Therefore, let the laity devotedly strive to acquire a more profound grasp of revealed truth, and let them insistently beg of God the gift of wisdom. That comes from section 35 of Lumen Gentium, the section delineating the function of the laity in the church. We're going to continue this conversation on the role of the laity in a certain way with uh, Patrick Coffin right after this break. Patrick Coffin, of course, the host of the new show, the Patrick Coffin Show, is going to talk about how we as the laity can evangelize the world by evangelizing our culture. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Outside the Walls. I am your host, Timothy Putnam. So glad you stuck through the break. Hey, have we got a show for you today. It is, uh, it's a magical episode. Uh, I I just, I I can't even explain to you. Uh, We have the showman of showmen on the show today. And I'm not talking about myself. Uh, No, (laughs) we have on the show via Skype, uh, the one and the only Patrick Coffin. Uh, formerly the host of Catholic Answers Live and the Catholic Answers Focus podcast, uh, now setting out into the great beyond—not well, not the great beyond, but the great—the uh, great sea of opportunities, uh, branching out to do the Patrick Coffin Show. Uh, formerly a, a magician from Canada. Yes. What is your visa at stake now that yeah. you've lost the job? Yeah,
1: everything I everything I do, Timothy, is a formerly. Uh, <laughs> Formerly a Canadian who was an ex-magician who used to also <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still uh, on the books as a professional close-up magician. I do mind hacking. I do my, my first love is sleight of hand, but, and I'm sort of getting into bigger scale uh, magic presentation. But that is definitely an avocation that eventually turned into a part-time job. And it's funny. One, the very first interview I did for the Patrick Coffin Show, which is being – now through Indiegogo is with a living legend. Now magicians know who this guy is. Harry Lorraine is 90 years old. Uh, he's, he's the teacher of teachers uh, of, uh, of magic, but he's also well known as the most, um, erudite authority on memory and teaching memory techniques. I get a lot of compliments to Timothy about my memory recall for names and dates and facts and books and all that kind of thing. And I always credit Mr. Lorraine for his uh, mnemonic systems, whether it's uh, remembering a list from your wife in Costco, you know, you, you, you go there dutifully with your four, li- your, your list of four items. And then all of a sudden the phone rings, honey, cause you pick up a few other things. And thanks to uh, Harry Lorraine, I have perfect recall. Well, you know, so,
0: I, I noticed that when I, when I approached you for this interview, uh, mm-hmm. I, we met, oh gosh, three years ago in Wichita. Uh, yes. At the Wichita Catholic family conference. That's where I learned that you were a, a magician and uh, yes. you did some some impressive things and a couple of things that I caught, but I won't tell anyone because that's just not appropriate.
1: And I would be shamed into silence, and I would have to go and cry.
0: <laughs> but but we, we we won't we won't speak of these things again. But when I spoke to you, you you gave me your your phone number. We talked on the phone, and you remembered. Uh, and now, I know that you meet hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of people every year, uh, and we met really, truly in passing. And so the, just speaking of that, to the memory recall, I, I completely can attest to that. Is this card well, real? Yes, it is.
1: It's, uh, it, it, goes to Mr. Lorraine's insight that there's no such thing as a good memory or a bad memory, only trained versus untrained. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, Harry Lorraine represents, I think a better culture from several points of view. Uh, one of them is he's a perfect gentleman and he, he rose to the top of fame, I would say in the sixties and seventies, although he's still, he's still legendary among in, in that, uh, that community. Uh, he's, he's like the Frank Sinatra of magic and, and memory. He was on Johnny Carson 23 times. So if you got invited back twice on the tonight show under Carson, you had to be good. So he's that good. Um, the Patrick coffin show is based on the premise that the answer to the culture crisis is to restore the person in the mirror. We love to complain about how crappy the culture is, and it is crappy. We love to complain about our political choices, um, and they're, they're terrible. But it's a product of our culture. Culture is upstream from arguments about gay marriage and abortion and, and um, public education and, and Roe v. Wade and all that. What kind of human beings are we producing? What kind of marriages and hence families of origins do these people who grew up to be policymakers and lawmakers and political leaders So I'm going upstream to culture. Um, I'm also interviewing poet laureate of California, Dana Joya, who's an absolute literary genius and uh, Renaissance man and poet. I'll be talking with Tom Leopold, who is the uh, Columbia University graduate program director for comedy writers for TV. Hmm. He wrote a little show called Seinfeld you may have heard of. I have. I've heard of that. He's just a really uh, an amazing guy, uh, a convert to the faith. Uh, James Hogan, who wrote a book that you'll love this title. I'm right. And you're an idiot. <laughs> it's on the, the, the toxicity that has infected public discourse and what to do about it. Uh, David Allen, another an author that, whose book, Getting Things Done, Changed My Life. Um, Timothy, uh, the subtitle of that book is The Art of Stress-Free Productivity. And uh, so if we can build a better me and you, we have a shot at building a better culture. Now, so the the, link, the the main site is patrickcoffin.media. Uh, my public page at Facebook is facebook.com patrickcoffin.media. That, sir, in my, is my spiel.
0: Now, here's, here's the, the thing that I know that others are thinking. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I can't say whether or not I'm thinking it, but maybe I am. Patrick, this sounds like a fascinating show. This sounds like a show that that I'm going to put right next to Mike Rowe in my podcasts, right? Just really fascinating information Uh, and and good delivery. But, But Patrick Coffin, you're in Catholic media, and that doesn't sound like the Catholic media I know at all. What would you say to that?
1: Um, well, the best answer I can give is when I was, uh, I may have shared this with you out there. In fact, I know with my magical mental powers, uh, I am pretty sure we did. Uh, and it goes to why I'm not calling what I'm doing. Catholic media in looking for a logo design for, for the platform. I found a retro, it was kind of a cool retro from the, uh, retro design from the forties. And it said Jewish radio. And I thought that's, that's it. I wouldn't listen to a Jewish radio show for the same reason I wouldn't listen to a Buddhist radio show or an atheist radio show or um, a Frisbyterian radio show. You know, have you heard about Frisbyterianism? Uh, I have not. It's a brand new religion. They believe that when you die, your soul goes up on the roof. It's a really great – I'm just kidding about that part. But to, um, I was hoping that for a bigger laugh line, frankly, Timothy. This I'll, is really hurting. I'll put
0: it, I'll put it in post-production.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Jackie Gleason show style. <laughs> well, Catholic media puts the the uh, the adjective is in the right is in the wrong place. We shouldn't be adjectivizing what we're doing. Uh, painters who paint want to paint beautiful things that are fantastic, and you can't not look at them. All the paintings don't have to be of Jesus. Mm-hmm. All of our media does not have to be on the nose evangelization. Now the show will be Catholic insofar as it's creator host is Catholic. I'm never going to hide that. That's going to bleed out everywhere. And, and, um, that's going to be part of, of the presentation. But, uh, when I'm looking for a plumber, I don't go in the white pages under C looking for a Catholic plumber. Right. When I go to a movie, I want to watch the best. I don't want to necessarily see Catholic animator, Bob, or Catholic actress Teresa or what have you. So when we put the word Catholic before our, our, the thing that we're offering we actually cut off a massive amount of audience members who who, who have hearts and minds mm-hmm. uh, that can be influenced because they'll think, "Oh, that's a Catholic thing," right. and they'd be right. They'd be right.
0: It, maybe they're interested so, in Catholicism, yeah. but but and you'll get some non-Catholics that way. But we're not just shooting for those who are interested. I like to say, uh, you know. The best part of evangelization, uh, you know, First Peter 3.15 says, always be prepared to give an answer for the hope that's within you, but you can only give an answer yep. when there's a question asked. So as I like to put that's it, right. as I like to put it, go out and live a questionable life.
1: Oh, that's great. That's yeah. a good way to summarize it. Yes. Yeah, so the first Pope there is asking us, in fact, he's not asking, it's actually, um, mm-hmm. it is uh, in the, what's the tense the there? imperative. Uh, it's the imperative tense. Thank you. Uh, that we remain in a state of readiness, which means waiting for an open door. If you're going to ask me, okay, there's my open door, but there is such a thing. And I know, you know, this Timothy as being annoyingly Catholic, <laughs> like you're playing golf, with, you're playing golf with your Baptist friend and he's, 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 uh, you know, hanging over a putt and you suddenly bring up where the papacy is in the Bible or uh, you You just can't stop talking about how, your love of where purgatory is in the Bible that can get annoying quickly. And it's 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 very much opposed to the spirit and letter of that classic line, First Peter three fifteen, which, as you say, is, you know, be prepared, be ready to have that reason when you're asked.
0: Well, and so don't, um, I want to. Yeah, don't answer questions that aren't being asked. The time will come, uh, but you know, the kingdom of God, all throughout all the parables, it's likened unto uh, farming. And you do yeah. farming in the right order you you plow first and then you plant, and then you you I mean you don't you don't go out and spray the field with uh, chemicals and pesticides before you plant, right? Yes there's an order to these things in cultivating these relationships and mm-hmm. cultivating uh the 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 way that we answer these questions. You don't just go out guns blazing. Right.
1: Yes, and this is one of the – this is one off-the-cuff remark of Pope Francis that I really, really enjoy because it's so crystal clear. And that is get out of the parish, out of your comfort zone, and away from the church that is Mm self-referential. That's a really brilliant way to put it, the self-referential church where we're just a hall of mirrors. We're in an echo chamber, and and our programming says yes and, yes and, yes and. And outsiders are turning their their radio sets off because – we're not connecting with them. Look at our Lord and the woman at the well Mm -hmm. in John's gospel. Uh, He sits down and it's the heat of the day. Bishop Sheen has a beautiful explanation of why she's there at the heat of the day. And it has to do with gossip and her not wanting to draw water when the other women were doing that in the morning when it's cooler, because she's the woman with five husbands. She Mm -hmm. would be the object of gossip. So she, she braves the, the, the noonday devil, so to speak. And our Lord does not sit down and talk with her about sexual morality and her uh, her five husbands. Right. Until they have that conversation, and she starts off calling him sir, and then she calls him master. Mm-hmm. By the end of it, she knows this is a Samaritan, right? right? This is the wrong side of the tracks in every way. So she goes forth full of joy because she knows she's met the one. And and um, what did our Lord do? He found something they had in common: the love of cold water on a hot day. Yeah.
0: We're talking with Patrick Coffin, host of the brand new show, The Patrick Coffin Show. Uh, (laughs) Why don't you go over to PatrickCoffin.media, not .com, PatrickCoffin.media. Find out more information about this brand new show, New Endeavor. Uh, Look at the Indiegogo campaign, see how you might be able to help him get this thing launched. Why don't you go over to my social media, Facebook.com slash Step Outside the Walls. On Twitter, the handle's at Outside the Walls. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back to Outside the Walls. So glad you're here. I'm your host, Timothy Putnam. And we're talking, we're talking with Patrick Coffin. He is uh, the former, uh, the former, not the former Patrick Coffin, but he was the former host of Catholic Answers Live, uh, former host of the Catholic Answers Focus podcast. uh, And now, now he is the current entrepreneur behind the great effort of the Patrick Coffin show. And you can find out more information about that by going to Patrick Coffin media dot no Patrick Coffin dot media,
1: right? Is your website
0: yes. dot media?
1: Uh, I can now say patrickcoffin.media. further, uh, cementing it in the hearts and minds of your listeners where to follow me. Yeah. So, that's, it, that's, and that's.
0: you're, you know, you're, you're on the leading edge. You have uh, transcended the bounds of the dot coms and the dot nets and the dot orgs, and you have moved on to the dots media. Yes. So patrickcoffin.media. Uh, from there, I'm sure that you can find your way to the Indiegogo campaign, where you can be a part of helping Patrick Coffin provide for his family by providing you high-quality podcasts uh, of the kind where you had a great podcast I listened to just the other day, uh, back on Catholic Answers Focus, uh, where you were talking with, yes. uh, with, um, oh, that, that that guy, Kevin Costner, that guy from Waterworld.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. One, one of the few two time Academy Award winners. Yeah, right. that was one of the, that was a pinch me moment, Timothy. Uh, first of all, I, I, I thought it was a complete Hail Mary pass that I'd ever connect with Kevin at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, his, the, the film starring Octavia Spencer, who won an Oscar for The Help, came out called Black or White. And I wanted to see if he would like to um, to talk about uh, racism, overt and subtle in light of his role in that film, okay. which I thought was a very sweet film. And I, I was hoping it would do better than it did. But uh, it it was—it um, goes to his his love of rolling the dice, you know. Right. Not everything he's done turned out to be uh, JFK or or The Untouchables. But I, I did have a kind of a surreal Twilight Zone moment because I, I was very moved. Every time I watch Field of Dreams, I, I, I lose it a little bit at that, you, you know, you want to play catch. You want to have a catch. Um, There's a scene with Ray Liotta. Uh, no, actually, I forget the, the actor's name who plays his father, but it's a beautiful father-son film. And just hearing him say my name, realizing, I'm talking to Kevin Costner, he <laughs> of JFK, and he was Elliot Ness. Um, but, you know, people people are, um, we're all mortal and everybody is, everybody's weak and everybody's fragile and some people have selected jobs that have made them very, very famous. And I, I don't really... I don't chase after the celebrity thing because some of my most satisfying interviews have been with people no one's ever heard of. Mm -hmm. A good example is my very first person on the Catholic Answers Focus podcast, just for a moment, is a guy named Mario Joseph, complete unknown. Mario came to Christ through reading the Quran Hmm. and asking his imam questions. And for his troubles, he was tortured for 28 days by his brother and his father in rural India. And, um, if you go back to, I mean, you can see the interview there. So, uh, I like the idea of introducing large audiences to stories that I know they're either unusual or really interesting, or there's some, some value bomb, which is why in, in hosting the podcast, uh, in my previous former (laughs) iteration, Timothy Putnam, was uh, I like the idea of this broad cultural question engagement that would be of interest outside our Catholic media bubble. And so um, who doesn't want better, to manage their time better? Who doesn't want to get up in the morning with greater alacrity and verve? Who doesn't want to have a morning routine that can really launch your day into a success path? Who doesn't want to, to go into a meeting and you meet 20 people for the first time and an hour later... You say goodbye to them by their names Mm -hmm. that gets you remembered and it's much um, It's just a much better way to live So I'm going to be serving my audience by saving them time by giving them hacks and tactics and Tools of the trade that highly successful people who are a list social influencers can deliver to them It'll be a God willing a membership site, but the podcast will drive the whole thing and that will always be free Okay. And so I'm so happy to to launch it.
0: So I go over to PatrickCoffin.media, uh find that that IndigoGo campaign and and support it. So we right before the break, uh, we were talking about Jesus meeting the woman at the well and meeting her yeah. right where she was and not starting off with oh well don't you know how how sinful this is and basically you're you're echoing the words of Jesus, the actions of Jesus, you're also echoing the the words of Pope Francis recently that that we accompany people, and that doesn't mean that we condone everything that they do, but we don't start out with condemnation. We start out with accompanying them on that journey, and we see where that leads them, uh, because that's the place that faith has the opportunity to really work, uh, is in Mm -hmm. living life with people who who don't have the graces of the sacraments. Living life with these people to the point where they are drawn to the sacraments and not chased away from the doctrines. The doctrines are important. uh, And yet if the person doesn't see Christ first, if the person doesn't see love first, uh, they're never going to make it to the place where they can ever intellectually assent to these doctrines.
1: Mm -hmm. So yeah, people people are won over by uh, everyone's the same. By that, I don't mean atheists are identical to daily mass goers. But human nature is the same, and right. it's it, it is fixed, and it has certain patterns. And one of the patterns that it has for itself because of the way we're made is the desire for happiness. We want to be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chesterton famously said that the man knocking on the door of a brothel is looking for God. The woman walking into the abortion clinic wants to be happy. She's not doing it to commit evil. She's doing it because she thinks it's the only way out or because it will be, it'll be fulfilled filling. All addictions are, they're they false, satisfied. And in the case of, of going after something created instead of the uncreated God of beauty, we fall for the substitute and we try to, you know, um, extract, fail as we, if God willing, eventually find out that there's another way to live. And that is by going upstream away from the things that are shiny and glittery, and, and going with the things that have track records. And this is why I, I don't like – we, we talked at the beginning about adjectives, Timothy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only adjective I really want is just I, I'm fine with Catholic. What are you? I'm a Catholic. If right. you press me, okay, I'm a sinner. Okay. <laughs> um, but politically, in some ways, I'm conservative. My favorite tagline for myself I actually borrowed from one of my mentors in life, my dear friend Peter Kraft. Who uh, coined this phrase? I think is funny and it's accurate. Progressive traditionalist.
0: <laughs> I like that. I'm, I'm going to have to uh, to adopt that yeah. myself.
1: So we're, yeah. we're R- rooted in the past; it's worth conserving, but open to truth wherever it is. Yeah,
0: and we're talking about uh, we're talking with Patrick Coffin, the the brand new host of the New Patrick Coffin Show, uh, and we're talking about uh, this this journey uh, of bringing someone along, answering the questions of life, and not just uh, throwing out apologetics all the time nonstop. Now, uh, apologetics are good uh, when they are giving an answer, but you can't really give an answer for a question no one's asking. So we live a questionable life. People ask us questions. We accompany them on their journey, uh, and, and that gives us that opportunity. So my question for you is you've been on Catholic Answers for a number of years, uh, as, as the host yeah. of that radio show, it is, uh, I can imagine a, uh, a slightly terrifying thing to say, you know what, I'm going to do something completely different and I'm not going to do it slowly. I'm going to leave what I'm doing and start from scratch. Uh, what, what has mm-hmm. gotten into you, Patrick Coffin?
1: Well, that's an excellent question and i i know myself quite well and so does my wife and i have been pondering uh uh, starting my own platform for some time now maybe it mentally at least for years saying is is being the host of a show in which the same basic set of questions are being asked over and over again is this the thing i'm supposed to retire out of and my first i would well the first half of my tenure i i just couldn't imagine being happier. I love and and I'm still very grateful for the apostolate. I found my professional voice there. I learned tons and tons of things you'll never get in in a broadcast school. So I have nothing but admiration and and gratitude to the apostolate for what I've learned there. Um, on the other hand, I also I knew I had things I had to say and do that involved commentary and rants and comedy and setting the agenda of my own show and and wanted to go full. Podcast and be part of that revolution in which the greatest, I think, the greatest asset to the podcast revolution is its simultaneity. A, you don't have to be in your car to enjoy it. You can do it whatever, you know, you could be fed with your favorite shows or the, your favorite hosts while you're doing something else. Mm-hmm. And B, the show begins when it's convenient for you to be. So it's very granular. Um, I was gonna say granularly i don't think that's a word it's very uh highly specific in its niche interests and i know a lot of people timothy who are sick and tired of the same media culture the same um uh elites shaping our story getting our story wrong And, and um so what i want to do is is go upstream to those sources of culture and not just talk about arguments you know about politics Paul did not that, not that any of it's unimportant, right? But I want to go with the formation and the transformation of the human person. And that is really small C Catholic. Now I know some people listening now are thinking, Oh, this guy just wants to be a celebrity or he's selling out, or he just wants to, he's ashamed of the Catholic label. And that's why he doesn't want to do Catholic media. I can't control what the haters are going to say. And Mm -hmm. they're mercifully few. I just want to serve the people who know me and like me and trust me that I want to go larger and longer and deeper. And it's a paradox because what's deeper than scripture and tradition? Well, there's a way to get all of that across that appeals to folks outside our faith. And that's what I want to do. Yeah.
0: We're talking with Patrick Coffin, the, the brand new host of the brand new platform, PatrickCoffin.media. It's going to be the Cat Patrick Coffin show available not only on YouTube and video, but on your podcast available uh, wherever fine podcasts are distributed. We're going to continue this conversation. I'm going to try to get him to stick just a little bit longer past the break uh, with Patrick Coffin, the one, the only, and the magician, the the former host of Catholic Answers Live. Uh, We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Outside the Walls with Timothy Putnam. Please. Welcome back to Outside the Walls. I am so glad you're here. We're doing something a little different today. We're breaking into the third segment. Yes, I know. We have things that we do, and we do them the same way every week, but this is the thing about relationships. You and I, we meet here every week. We do the same thing. Every once in a while, you have to shake things up. So we're going to shake it up today. We're going to continue this conversation with Patrick Coffin. He's got a brand new thing going on, the the brand new Patrick Coffin Show, uh, coming off the success of his time at Catholic Answers and the podcast he founded there, the Catholic Answers Focus. He's now branching out into some new topics, into some new areas uh, of of comedy, of uh, productivity, of things that interest him. Basically, uh, basically, I think he found out about this show and got jealous and decided that he wanted to do a show like mine. <laughs> Just talking about whatever it is Don't that happens to interest him for the day. So he's got patrickcoffin.media. It's not .com. It's not .org. It's dot media m-e-d-i-a patrickcoffin.media from there you can get to all his social networking and to his indiegogo campaign where you can help him get this thing launched uh and become a a member of what he's doing so i wanted to talk to you because we we ran out of time in the last segment you were talking about yeah. um how grateful you were for your time at catholic answers but your desire to do something different and and my thought about that is this uh, i'm uh, I'm a convert. I'm a Catholic convert. I uh, grew up in the Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we came into the church in 2011, my wife and I together, um, and so I'm a, I'm a new Catholic convert. Um, and yeah. I, and I'm one of those people that has really only listened to maybe I know this is awful, like four episodes of Catholic Answers Live. I, I'm I'm that person. I said, I have
1: to be, I'm out of here. This really hurts. This I gets know. me right here, no.
0: but. <laughs> But the reason that I listened to those four episodes is because I was so taken with you. You know, I mean, no. Oh,
1: well.
0: (laughs) So, no, but you know, what I wanted to say about that is you were talking about the the same kinds of questions get asked all the time. And there is an important place for that kind of media, but there's a, there's a a lifespan on that uh, for a listener. Uh, A listener is going to come in and they're going to to listen while they have those questions and while they're having trouble articulating these things and while maybe they're seeking their way into the Catholic Church. And then you have this revolving door where they maybe go on to some other kind of media and you get new listeners. Uh, There's always that need for it, but that's why you keep getting those same questions. And so you have this opportunity with this new podcast of taking a listener by the hand, from, from episode one and saying, I'm so glad that you're here. And then walking with them and never running out of things to talk about. You know, I, I'm mm. married. I've been married for 10 years and somehow we keep finding things to talk about, but it's not the same topics over and over. So talk a little That's bit true. about, uh, you know, you started this out with uh, the Catholic Answers Focus podcast. Talk about what brought you to that place and, and then how that has launched you into this new yeah. ideal.
1: That's a very good question, Timothy. The podcast was an organic outgrowth of the show. In my mind, I wanted to go from things like the homoousius clause and the Marian dog dogmas and uh, purgatory in the Bible and, and how to defend the papacy to Well, why don't we just do as a, as a a palate cleanser at a wine tasting, Mm -hmm. why don't we do something completely different? So I, I began this uh, segment called behind the headlines. In which I was able to go off the reservation a little bit, and I interviewed. Uh, let me see. I interviewed uh, Newt Gingrich. I think he was one of the first by the headlines uh-huh. uh, interviews for the live show, but recorded. And that was uh, that was very interesting. I was a bit intimidated because I'd only been doing it uh, the live show. I don't remember how how long it was, but he was the big, the first biggest name outside the our, our Catholic cast of characters. Right. And. Um, it went really well, and I realized, whoa, this is a conversation about something um, of interest to to people beyond our tribe with someone who's known much more uh, as a politician than anything else. And that kind of that was a little light bulb that went off in my head. So who else can we get? Hmm. Well, I interviewed a stunt man, the top stunt coordinator in Hollywood, Garrett Warren, whose ex-wife shot him in the face. Uh, had had an assassin. Uh, hired to kill him. And he was almost shot to death. And he, he, the interview was on his decision decision to forgive her. She's in jail now. And the man who killed, who tried to kill him, he's in jail for 77 years. That really got me interested. And I got so much positive feedback that I wanted to do more of it. And I thought, well, let's do a podcast where none of the guests are necessarily Catholic. Mm-hmm. That, that was sort of the first few dominoes of where I am today and, and making the decision to uh, t- just to go solopreneur. And it's been scary. I mean, as you know, walking away from a regular paycheck is is uh is not easy to do. But I I feel like I'm walking more in my gift. And it is a gift. I would be lying to say, "Oh, I you know, I I can't speak, I'm not interesting, I have nothing to say." No, those are it is a gift. But I, it's a gift that you have to do 10,000 times, right? You have to get so many reps in that the gift becomes second nature. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be car detailing. It could be uh, being an accountant or a mom folding things or or changing diapers a gift with practice that that 's when you know your expertise and your passion are overlapping mm-hmm. and so that's when I knew I had, to, I had to i had to I had to go for it and that's why i'm launching the indieGogo campaign, which ends October twelfth by the way so there's a um, as they say opportunity is not a lengthy visitor right so that that's a Good question.
0: Now's the time. Now's the time. Go to patrickcoffin.media. That'll take you to the Indiegogo campaign. Uh, now, one of the things about Indiegogo is there are there are rewards, right, for uh, for contributing. Yeah,
1: yeah. there are. Uh, the rewards are basically up to the to the creator. Uh, what kind of a rewards he or she wants to give his backers, and so uh, the Fiverr level is my 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 undying thanks. Um, I realized if I start putting uh, like a gift attached to the fiber, I'll be there for years giving them all out. Uh, the $10 perk level is my free ebook called. I think you might appreciate the title. Stay cool when the argument heats up.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. Proven
1: strategies. For, um, proven strategies for for calm conversing. And then there's um, a signed photo. There's some um, Catholic answers uh, audio products that I've done uh, produced or co-produced. There's my book, Sexo Natural, which explains humana vitae to skeptics or people who are hostile and all the way up to the $5,000, which is called the unspeakable awesomeness perk. For those who give at 5K, I will get on an airplane and I will come to your event. If you want me to speak in your living room or just to you because you've got a you know some apologetic quagmire you want some help with, maybe you're organizing a conference, I will come for free at that 5K giving. And, and there's a bunch of other stuff. There's Cool swag, um, a, a shirt with our new logo, um, a bumper sticker, and and on and on it goes. But PatrickCoffin.media is the way to connect. Oh, by the way, on Facebook, I'm maxed out of my close personal friends. I noticed, yes. And, and any anymore. But at face, yeah, uh, PatrickCoffin.media. I think there's an at symbol at the beginning of it, but there's, I'm always posting there. Yeah, and I'm doing some Facebook lives in addition to YouTube. But can I can I hit on something you brought up earlier, Timothy? And Please that is do. A company- Uh, We mentioned earlier our Lord and the woman at at the the well um, and our Lord's willingness to speak and listen to her. They're not going anywhere, but he's accompanying her in a conversation. And he's not really teaching doctrine. He's not leveling moral charges. He's not even talking about the moral law. He's talking about the point of commonality, which is how great cold water is when you're really, really hot. And he uses... The, the theme of cold water, to talk about the waters he can give her. Mm-hmm. So he waits until what she needs, then he's got the open door. But another example of accompaniment, which is literal and metaphorical, is our Lord walking in his risen form, as Luke says in a different form, on the road to Emmaus. Mm-hmm. Why don't they recognize him? And they're talking, and, and he's asking questions, and they're like, you're the only guy in Jerusalem who doesn't know what's going on, and they 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 chat with him. And then they recognize him in the breaking of the bread. He'd been with them all along, and obviously some kind of—I It's I love that the church doesn't say precisely what that means, to say that the, the disciples didn't recognize him. But they didn't. He was in a different form. Well— when you're having a conversation about time management, you are pre evangelizing in a different form because you're bringing people to a point of truth about themselves that when they hear it, they go, I, I want this. I want to hear more of this. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I think that that Pope Francis esque vision of accompaniment properly understood is also at the heart of what I'm trying to do.
0: So now here we have, you've talked earlier about your memory and, and uh, how you have developed that uh, the question that I have in the little bit of time we have left. First, are, have you basically cloned the mind of Jimmy Aiken now with the answers to all these questions?
1: Uh, Timothy, I'm glad you brought this up. I am Jimmy Akin. <laughs> uh, Patrick Madrid and I created Jimmy two years ago. He is a replicant. Uh, the beard is not real. <laughs> no, Now, Jimmy... Jimmy's encyclopedic brain is unlike anything I could possibly pull off, and Jimmy is a unique freak of nature. Yeah. <laughs> He's sort of like uh, a more Star Trekish Tim Staples, who also has a phenomenal uh, recall for Scripture—not just Scripture, but for the Catechism. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know what Jimmy's superpowers are there, but mine I certainly credit with uh, with Mr. Harry Lorraine.
0: We have blown through our time together, uh, but there's still more that you can get a hold of. We're going to continue this conversation just a little bit more. I've got one question left to ask him. Uh, You can get that special by becoming a friend of the show. Uh, And all you got to do is go to OutsideTheWalls.com, click Become a Friend of the Show, and you'll get access to all that great content and more. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Outside the Walls is a co-production of Breadbox Media and St. Michael Catholic Radio, heard around the world on live streaming, terrestrial radio, and podcast. Until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. See you next week.